You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Hi, everybody. It is so good to be back with you. I have been sick for three weeks. I have had every illness, um, practically, known to man, um, and so has my entire family. So we have just been living in this petri dish of gross germs, and finally, I just surrendered. I crawled into urgent care and said, give me antibiotics. I have everything. I need help. And so now I am on lots of strong antibiotics, day five. I am feeling bulletproof. I can't catch anything. I'm shaking everyone's hand. People cough. I don't even turn away. I'm like, bring it on. I will survive. So hopefully you guys had a better holiday season than I, um, feeling somewhat under the weather, and a better start to your new year because I started my new year listening to my son vomit in the bathroom. Um, on that note, you guys have been sending in lots of amazing, delicious design questions, and I cannot wait to dive in. So happy 2018, everyone. I hope it's a healthy, prosperous one. I have lots of exciting things in store, not only for our Facebook Lives, but for affordable interior design in general, for our podcast, for our social media. So stay tuned because we have massive projects in the works. I just hung up with my virtual assistant, and we have an amazing brainstorm coming at you this spring. We may be expanding to D.C. in the spring-summer. Big stuff. Big, big stuff. All right, let's get to your stuff. So we're going to launch in. Now, these questions are very cold because I haven't read these questions since they came in. I just cut and pasted and hopped online today. So here we go. Melissa wrote me, Betsy, the drapes on my shopping list have silver grommets, but my current curtain rods are bronze, and the chair that I bought has bronze gold rivets. Is that okay? So you guys probably know from watching these Facebook Live events or listening to my podcast episodes that I don't love mixing silver with warm metals. So nickel, chrome, um brushed silver metals are just not my favorite when mixed with brass or bronze tones, which are sort of yellowy, orangey, even the coppers, right? I keep silver and warm, cool and warm away from each other, but I will mix warm. So I will mix coppers, bronzes, wrought irons, and I will mix silvers, nickels, chromes, but I will not mix them together. So when you're talking grommets on your drapes, now people, we are shopping retail. I know that you're not having these drapes custom made at Smith & Noble or something like that, which would cost you, of course, exponentially more. I know that you are probably buying these drapes from Bed Bath & Beyond or Pottery Barn or West Elm, and you're just not going to be able to choose the color of your grommets. I myself prepare to gasp have all silver rods in my home because my home's metal finishes are the cool tones. So I have all silver rods and then most of my drapes have bronze grommets. And the thing is, the the grommet is just a little circle. So basically, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's a circle, a metallic donut, if you will, that's punched in the drapery rod. So that way the rod can be threaded right through 
rather than having to go through a rod pocket in the back or inside. So I do love a grommet panel because it pushes back so much more easily. It's so affordable and you can really manipulate those drapes and put them exactly where you want without them bouncing back like they do on a rod pocket. But you do not get to choose the color of your grommets at almost any retailer. So, Melissa, have no fear. I do not mind that your grommets are silver and the rest of your hardware and the metals you're using in the room are bronze brass. That is totally fine. And you know that I really mean that if I'm doing it in my own home which in most rooms I am. And I will tell you, it's so high and such a small element, that little circle, that I don't think anyone has ever noticed. And certainly if they are noticing that in my home, well, there's bigger issues there, right? All right, so let's keep going. And I got a really great email from Natalie. Natalie wrote me, Hi, Betsy. Greetings from Chicago. I found your podcast and I've been binge listening. Thank you for your great advice. I wanted to ask you about what to do about one of the things from your hated things episode because I do have one. I have a lot of cherry wood in my apartment. I have an open layout kitchen dining living room. The cabinets, the floors, and my dinner table are all cherry. It's also a very dark apartment. Our side windows are looking at the wall of the next house. I would like to bring in some color into the space so it does not feel so blah. I'm kind of stuck with a traditional fireplace even though I like a modern style. I need to figure out how to style the room so it feels more modern without demolition. My husband put a big no on it due to the fact we cannot afford a reno. I do have a medium budget for furniture though. Thanks, Natalie. So Natalie, you know I don't like cherry woods. And cherry woods are those kind of orangey, reddy woods that are very warm in terms of their color hue. The reason I don't like them is they feel a little bit 80s-tastic. They feel a little bit country, which I'm not opposed to a country vibe, but now it feels like dated country, right? So that really reddy cherry wood just isn't great. Now, I don't want you to reinvent the wheel. I don't want you to go restaining the floors or ripping out these cabinets, and either does your husband. What I am going to recommend is that you bring in cool tones in terms of rugs, artwork, window treatments, dining chairs. So that way it offsets all that heat that's coming from your red, orangey woods. So I'm going to recommend that you work with greens and blues in terms of your accent colors. Steer clear of red, oranges, and yellows for things like pillows, rugs, certainly anything close to those cherry elements like dining chair fabric or placemats, right? You're not going to use any of those warm tones. Rather, you're really going to skew to those blues and greens, maybe even a touch of purple, even though that's a pretty divisive color since it tends to be geared a little bit more towards a feminine look and also it does have a touch of warmth because purple is of course blue mixed with some red so think about that also think about incorporating gray so rather than creams which have again a touch of warmth think about gray which will really cool down all that cherry as well I have things that I don't like in my home, things that I'm not going to rip out or change because, you know, they ain't broke, so I'm not going to fix them. But I also happen to have, who's ready for another big gasp? I'm just revealing a lot about myself today. I have cherry-stained floors. 
It was like that when I moved in. They were freshly stained for resale, and I wasn't going to restain them. Instead, I've just really diffused it by putting down large area rugs, and I have played up the cool color palette, and one of my accent colors is apple green. So that helps to cool things down, and also the rugs help to draw people's attention away from the floors and more to their color palette that I want to be intentional about. So Natalie, it's a really easy fix. Just buy a gray sofa and some blue and green accents and you're on your way. And now time for a commercial break. Do you wish you had all my top interior design advice at your fingertips? Well, you can. I have a hardcover interior design book called Big Design, Small Budget by yours truly, Betsy Hellman. You can get your copy at affordableinteriordesign.com. Just click on the media tab and then head over to our book. There you will find it for $19.95. That's $5 off the retail price at any bookstore near you. Additionally, if you use promo code podcast, you'll get 15% off your entire order. Let me know when you place your order. I'd be happy to sign it for you. So once again, head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the media tab, look for our book, and buy it at the low, low sale price of $19.95, plus of course, 15% off using promo code podcast. Happy reading. So let me get next to Lisa's question. Lisa writes me, help, do you have any suggestions for a mattress for my four-year-old's first big kid full-size bed? The more I research, the more confused I become. I think what we're going to reveal here is that this episode is all about TMI. Right, Lisa? I'm going to get a little real with you. I told you that my family has had every um, illness under the sun, every cold, everything that is wildly contagious in the winter over the past three weeks. And one thing that we all had was the stomach bug. Maybe it's stomach flu. Maybe it's stomach bug. But let's just say that we were all having issues. And my two children, five and six, had issues in their beds. They puked in their beds. Um, And so even though we had a mattress protector, stuff went through. So my word of advice for a four-year-old's first mattress is you do something that's not too expensive. And whatever you do, you use a mattress cover because, you know, maybe they're not wetting the bed, which is great, but these other accidents do happen. Vomit happens. And unfortunately, they're not always able to run to the bathroom as fast as us adults. So bearing in mind that you might get the stomach bug as well, I would look at Ikea for mattresses. I had a client a few years ago who was a mattress purveyor. So he was telling me kind of the inside scoop, the down low on mattresses. And he said, believe it or not, Ikea's more expensive mattress lines, like their spring mattresses versus the foam, are very good quality. So he said the bang for your buck is amazing and that whenever possible, if I have a client on a real budget, I should be looking at Ikea mattresses. So that's what I did for my kids' beds. They have an Ikea mattress. The other thing that I did for our guest bed is I used an Overstock mattress. So places like Overstock and Wayfair have mattresses that are very affordable, that are sometimes organic if that's the way you want to go. And then, of course, you'll just put that mattress cover on top. I got mine for $19 on Amazon, and it has been a real lifesaver during these three weeks of massive vomiting. So there we go. Uh, Let's get to my next question, which is a little bit of a long one from Irina. 
Betsy, I really like your podcast, Big Design, Small Budget. And since you've been doing a lot of Q&As recently, I was hoping you could help me out with my dilemma. My personal bathroom is in the hallway. I usually get ready very early in the morning while my husband is still sleeping. That's why I put my clothes in the bathroom in the evening, just so I can change there after doing my makeup so I don't have to go in the bedroom and search for my clothes. This is a TMI episode, isn't it? After I change, I leave my pajamas in the bathroom as well until I get ready to go to bed in the evening. Nobody else uses my bathroom but me. Must be nice, Irina. I also have a large hamper there and there's not much floor space left. The problem is that my clothes look unorganized. I usually just hang my hangers on the towel rod, but my socks and small items and shirts end up piled up on my hamper. I wish there was a solution to put them nicely in a fabric cube or somewhere away until I need them, but I can't think of anything. I have space over my toilet, but in photos I've seen people only put trinkets and candles there. What do you think is the solvable Irina? totally solvable, Irina. So over the toilet is not the best place to put your sundries, your socks, your, you know, tights, your whatever, because just to keep it real, sometimes that over toilet storage, I have had it several times in several apartments, the stuff falls in the toilet. Unless you're really good about keeping the lid down, I have lost way too many candles, tchotchkes, whatever, in the toilet from that above toilet storage. So I would save that for small things like, you know, Advil, toothbrushes, toothpaste that can be behind the doors, but that's quite narrow. In terms of these things that you're wanting to store, maybe t-shirts or undershirts or things like that, I would look at getting a new hamper. So, for instance, Ikea has an option, but there's other places, too, on Wayfair, Overstock, Hay Needle, that's like a hamper, which folds out like this. So, it almost looks like a cabinet from the outside, but the hamper is kind of a fold-outable extension of that cabinet, and then above it has drawers. And maybe on top of that, you could even put a basket. But I think what we're looking for is a hamper whose lid does not come off from the top, but rather opens from the side. So that would be my piece of advice for you, Irina, because you mentioned the floor space is totally maxed out. And, you know, you could create some shelving above the hamper where you can put baskets to hold these items. That would be another option for you. But I don't know if your walls are tile or sheetrock. And if they're tile, well, then you wouldn't want to drill into that tile to put the shelving because it may not be something that would be good for resale value. And once you've drilled into tile, it's very difficult to repair. So think about investing in a new hamper that won't take up any more floor space, but will give you additional storage options besides just managing dirty clothes. It has been such a pleasure talking to you guys. Thanks for joining me. And Melissa, I am glad that you are finding these Facebook Live events helpful. I really want to share my tips. I really want to solve your design dilemmas. So keep them coming. Send them to Betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com. Now that I'm healthy and bulletproof, I will be back next week with a whole new batch of questions and dilemmas to solve. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.